Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. We're going into game three tonight yeah, no, as this video is released. Tomorrow. As this video is released. Tomorrow. As this video is released. You, yeah, you caught yourself. You thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> and we got to talk about game two. All right, game one, the Raptors came out and made us all game. believers. Yeah. They played the perfect game. Did they? Game, game two, the Raptors came out. I think Pat they but did. But the third quarter Warriors also came out. Yeah. They took over. But also, Siakam and Gasol came back to earth. Exactly. Not even that. Exactly. Not even that. I think yes. anytime yes. that's exactly what it is. Not bro. even that. Here's, well, I, the reason why they come back to Earth is because I think when the games are close and it's pressure on them to make shots, if they miss, it might end up in a transition bucket or it just might look like a bad shot that they they second guess themselves. Well, no, they're just playing back to normal. That's like Gasol was never going to be a twenty point scoring. I, yeah, I have, I have thirty to, a night. I have to agree with Derek on this one. Um, <laughs> Because the things you're talking about, Mike, is the things they've been doing all kind of playoffs. Gasol's been hesitant about second-guessing what Right, doing. that's what I'm saying. Anytime they face the adversity, they've been they, doing all playoffs. They so second-guess the themselves. So when they were up 10 in the first game, when they were, when when they they were up 10 in game, game one, one. Gasol was, was also hesitant. All of his threes, four threes that he shot was in the first half. He was. That's just who they've been. That, that's coming down to earth because yep. that's not who they are. Yeah. And then also, I think Boogie playing exhausts Gasol more because Boogie is more... Physical, he's beating them up. Even though Boogie ain't in his top top tier shape, he's still gonna put pressure on. Right, him. he put a whole bunch of fouls on um, him too. So that plays a, a a big factor. And Jordan Bale didn't play. Yep. Yeah, Jordan Bale is is you know I don't I don't want to call him anything he's not because I mean he he's an NBA player, but he's not Boogie. And it, you know Gasol can kind of not have to focus on him as much. And Boogie was doing a good job at protecting the rim yesterday. The other day also, I felt like that was very underrated. Um. But I just think that I don't know. I, I, watching that game and you know watching it again, Steph Curry is just even when he's not scoring or, or necessarily <clears throat> creating plays, he, he's his, his movement is just so much. Mm-hmm. They, they had so several plays now. where he had set a back screen yes. and it led to a wide open yes. layup because both they can't defenders leave have to focus on him. So Iggy gets a slip dunk, Draymond gets a slip dunk, and all of that right there is exhausting because <clears throat> now you got bigs and guys trying to guard him and guard two or three people. This guy's open and open up the game for Clay. Clay, Clay came out on fire. Uh, now you have to do the same. Same type of attention that you gave to Steph, you have to give it to uh, Clay, and then you know down the stretch they play like championship team with Iggy making shots, Quinn Cook hit three big threes, um, uh, who uh, Sean Livingston came in and had some plays. Uh, shout out to Boogie though, I think Boogie was really the MVP of the game. Yeah. Other than other than Steph Curry, so mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to Boogie. Um, and I think the Raptors, you know, they they played a they played a good game. They played a good game, but in the third quarter, they look like us versus the Warriors. Yeah, eighteen and zero run to start the third quarter is not what you want to do on your home court. You don't want to get that up. And in the first half, they just looked incredible. And then let's I want to take it step by step. The first half, the Warriors' defense was not very good, and I think the. The big play that kind of turned it around is the play that Iggy got hit by that hard screen mm-hmm. by uh, Marcus Saul. Because I was telling my chat that like usually when you're playing basketball and you're you're in a situation like that, somebody's gonna say Iggy on your left. Like they let you they let right. you know, but he was blindsided by this. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to see a championship team not communicate to that level because I, I believe that Draymond Green was on the floor during those plays too, yeah, he and he's a vocal leader on the court. So how does Iggy not get the the heads up about that play, and I feel like they went into halftime. They talked about it, and boom, in the second half, defensively, they were incredible because Draymond Green said coming into this game, he was going to get Pascal Siakam off his rhythm, and he did exactly that. Barely any transition plays for Pascal, and 
Iggy made a very timely shot. Quinn Cook gave him good minutes. Like, it was just a very well-performed second half, other than the last couple minutes of the game, and my eyes were absolutely terrible. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah, both sides. More specifically, the Warriors, in my, my opinion, because um, I think there's something you need to work on in the next couple of days off what Steph called janky defense or whatever, he got to be able to not panic like that because that was a steal. Kawhi Leonard had that ball. I don't know what happened, uh, but that was a steal. And by the grace, you know, it landed back in the Warriors' possession and Iggy was able to knock down that three. But shit like that, you're a championship team. He's a two-time MVP, the best player on the floor. You got to be a little bit more poised than that. Um, but they still got the W. Shout out to Iggy. Um <coughs> That, it's a he, lot of MVPs right. in this game. He was definitely one of them as well. I just don't. He always hits the biggest shot for them when he when they need it. And it's it all his shots when is I it, when I used truly? to say he hit the biggest shots. It never was that shot, mm-hmm. but he used to always hit the shots to me, especially like when it was against the the uh, the LeBron and Kyrie type Cavs. I don't know. I he remember a shot that that was like that wasn't good. Um, he they end runs. They yeah. put it. Yeah, they, like, they give him the team lead is on a seven zero run. Now they're down four. And that Iggy shot is what you want to live with too. Everybody yeah, yeah, just look at him, yeah. take that shot, and he knocks it down. Yeah, even uh, Fred VanVleet after the game is like, we just didn't want the ball in Stephen Curry's hands. Mm-hmm. That's a shot you'll live with. Consider, I think he was like zero for eleven in the last series or something from three or something crazy like that. He ended the game with past, yeah. right. his past uh, threes was like one for 15, uh, one for fourteen. So he was like two for fifteen from three. The last three or four games after that shot. And it's crazy. I got to say this because in my chat, a lot of people were asking, like, why didn't Nick Nurse call for the foul? In that situation, they're down by two. Stephen Curry has the ball in his hands, who is a legendary free throw shooter. The man missed one free throw in the fourth quarter in, what, six years or something like that? So you don't foul in that situation because you know he's going to hit the three or you're gonna he's gonna make the, make the two free throws and it's a four point game and it's two possessions mm-hmm. you play the steal right. and they were this close the best yeah, defender in the world right. had that ball in his hands for a second and then Sean Livingston came in and, uh, and stole it from him shit to say when it don't work out but I mean they did everything they were supposed to do it was literally a fingertip away or whatever not even I, I literally thought it was it was in Kawhi's hands yeah so uh, they did everything right sometimes the ball just don't go your way and that's one of the situations and then even with that it landed in the best opportunity. I mean, the best situation for them because, it, you, like Mike said, it went to Iguodala, who is somebody who has hit those shots. But out of everybody, you got to live with it. They you wanted can, him to take that. You shot. can live with that one. So, um, you know, sometimes you got to tip your hat or just just deal with what happens and, and the way that the uh, the ball bounces. And that's just one of those times. Um, but they got to <clears> shoot <throat> the ball better. Number one, I mean. 28% from We're three. We're talking Warriors or Raptors? Raptors. Okay. Raptors. 28% from three. Um, Marcus All, just six points. I, he He's a difference maker when he's making threes. Uh, we said that last Yeah, because he opens up the paint. They are, they're now committed to guarding him out there. It takes Draymond completely away. Pascal Siakam, like you said, limited transition points. So he was five for 18, 27% from the field. He went from shooting what, over 80% mm-hmm. to 27%. So shout out to Draymond Green for doing that. Kawhi didn't have his best shooting night, 8 for 20. Still had 34 points because he got to the line 16 times and converted all 16 of them. Um, and then Kyle Lowry, um, you know, fouling out. He was in foul trouble the whole game. More that, foul. Last they, game just, they called a lot of fouls throughout the whole game. Yeah, it, they the let, War, yeah, the Warriors used that to their advantage as much as they can because anytime Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet are hounding them, 
they do something where they just get tangled up in their arms and it's an instant foul call. Yeah. Kyle Lowry didn't even, his last foul was terrible, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it like it was reach like reaching or something, or something like that. Yeah, reach yeah, reaching on Cousins when he gets rebounds. It's not a very smart play, yeah. Uh, in the NBA Finals from a, a veteran all-star point guard. And in the first game, they let them play. There was yeah. ve- barely any foul calls. In this game, they were like, okay, we're going we gonna to buckle down a little bit. A lot of reach-ins over the backs. We had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and including in that, a lot of replayed shots and the replay system is, is beneficial, but, man, does it kill the game for me personally mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Like, I know that you need it, right? You need it to make sure if it's the two or three because that's kind of big. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it out on? Because that's kind of big late in the game. But the amount of time it takes them to do it, like, they show us the replay twice, and we're like, oh, that's Warriors ball. And it take them three minutes to determine really mm-hmm. is Warriors ball when we all saw Warriors ball on the first or second replay. So that, that killed the entire fourth quarter for me, along with, of course, five minutes without scoring from the Warriors and then – yeah, all they of that. They also the, no, the rap. The Warriors went five minutes. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, they also went five minutes right. before yeah, the Iggy the shot. Right. Took. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raptors went on that run, but then the Raptors took five minutes to score, going open in the third. Five yeah. minutes and forty seconds. Uh, what would you say? They were missing Clay Thompson. Oh, I'm huge. glad you brought that, that up. Huge for them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and now they're saying Clay is questionable for Game Three with a hamstring. Strain. I think he'll play. I, I hope he'll play. I hope so too. Because if he doesn't, I don't know where they're getting points from. Yeah. Because they ran that box and one with Steph Curry. I yeah. mean, when Clay Thompson got out, the box and one was pretty effective against Steph Curry. And if there's no more shooting from Clay Thompson, we could see the Raptors just take this series. And, yep. and on top of that, Kevon Looney is out indefinitely. Which is, collarbone. which is crazy, man. And they say uh, Golden State is a plus 12.6 per. 100 possessions with Looney on the floor this mm-hmm. postseason. He's very effective. He's very effective. I, I be joking when I be saying, like, best center in the league. Like, I be joking, but obviously he's a very good player, Steve especially Griffin as a backup. Stone of the future. Did, did he really say that? Yeah. Yeah, he did say something like that, other than nature. <clears throat> I, I think about, like, all the adversity Actually. and the tough times that Golden State has encountered this year. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me want them to have this ring. Yeah, oh, I, I want them to have, this, especially if Clay Thompson put, may miss a game or something like that. It's just I want Stephen Curry to add that to his legacy. I mean, I, in my opinion, this is this will be one of the most respected rings, the the most respected ring that they do get because I do agree with you. You got Looney going out, KD is going out, now Clay is banged up. Um, Steph has the and they weren't finger. even they weren't even really Steph's that deep to that. begin with. That's yeah. why you see a lot of those players out there. They, that's why they have that motion offense because nobody except for Stephen Curry is really getting their shot up like that. Yeah, I just hate injuries on any and anything that is like people were saying Kenny's a closeted Warriors fan because I was like I hope Clay just Thompson plays it, well, like how does that make me a closeted Iguodala fan Iguodala didn't come back too right and yeah. they, they were missing Iguodala Clay Thompson and KD mm-hmm. and a Kevin Looney it's just so many times. wings gone they it made is, the call up us this mm-hmm. is a team, <laughs> and this is a team that a lot of people saying during their dynasty got you know let off the hook because they oh, face they a lot were. of team injuries mm-hmm. now they, they're dealing with them and they still performing um, at a championship level, and who all have they? They had the Kawhi Leonard injury Kawhi, with Zaza, uh, Kyrie, Jazz, and Kyrie, and Love. Kevin. Um, um, there was another Chris one. Paul. Yep. Chris Paul, right? Um, then they had one playoff run when every starting point guard they played was hurt. Patrick Beverly was Matt, hurt. Oh, wait, uh, Mike, Mike Conley, Conley was yeah. Hurt. Uh, and, and that's unfortunate for them because there's nothing they can do about it. They just yeah. can come out and play ball. Mm. So. I mean, if that really hurts their legacy in some people's eyes, it's crazy to me. It's not like they were intentionally doing it. Legacy, but it's just something that was like it was, it, they played every team that didn't have a starting point guard. Yeah. But, but some of those teams they were going to beat regardless. Yeah, like exactly. The Grizzlies, just 
Clippers. I don't know. The Grizzlies played them real well. I remember that, that series. Was, was that the series where they they switched? Um, was it Bogut on Tony Allen? And then it just completely changed the that series? Might have been because, uh, or something like that? I remember Mike Conley missed a game or two, then came back and they won in Golden State. He had the mask on. Um, Tony Allen was, was really giving it to uh, Clay. I mean, Steph. Um, so that might have been a series where they offset it like that. I can't remember. First team on defense, Tony um, Allen. Shout out to Boga, too. Boga came in and had like three alley oop tips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just that, that's just one of the things. It's like every every time I watch them, they just have a, a high IQ. Nobody's just really out there doing anything. And that's what was my biggest thing about Jordan Bell is I felt like sometimes he was just out there not knowing what to do. But even Bogut, you know, people just running he, around. He's, right. he's also been players. there before, too. Yeah. He's been there. He was part of that first championship run. So he's already know the game system. He knows how to play with a Steph Curry and whoever is out there. And that constant movement, is it, it has to be exhausting. It has to. I, mm-hmm. I looked at Marcus Hall and was just like, he definitely ain't got it. He's trying you, to come up and guard uh, right. Curry. Then he got to go back and you get posted up by Boogie. Yeah, it's just and getting, getting beat up. You know, Boogie going to give some elbows. going you know. Put the shoulder into him a few times, so he getting hit, running around, and then when you get back in transition against the Warriors, you got to scramble and look for where's Clay, where's Steph on the wings. So they definitely getting exhausted. They definitely getting tired out. Hopefully, um, the Warriors can can bring a couple of these guys back. Well, I know Looney's not coming back, but hopefully Clay does suit up. Right. Uh, no word on the KD thing. They keep saying nope. this or that, that and this. My question um, is, why, why is he never on the bench during the games? A lot of people. I thought about that too. Wouldn't you want to be there for your teammates? One, even just to listen in on the game plan. Yeah, because right he, he's there. He's just in the yeah. in the locker room yeah. or whatever, watching the game. But I don't, he's I don't going know. Treatment and stuff. Maybe that, that's really a possibility. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. But the way I see it, the last game, he, he looked. For real, we look cool. Cool. Crazy to Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't looking like he was getting treatment. Usually, somebody getting treatment or how they like practice stuff on or something. But that's a good question. That's a question that a lot of people I've seen ask on Twitter and yeah. uh, whatnot. And uh, speaking of the Drake thing, again, for all the people that was making a big deal out of it, now we get to see Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant talk trash, which is something I had, I was happy to see. Clay called him a bum ass. <laughs> like, all of that makes it so much They also said we'll see you in the Bay, so I guess that means Drake is going to be... I don't think that's what that, that means. I don't think that's what that means. I don't know. I can't. I've seen that man eating some, sitting crisscross applesauce on a couch in a video. With Steph Curry, yeah. So I can't, I can't take any trash talk he's taking serious. <laughs> 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 What's the mindset for Raptors, though, going in game three? Say, we'll say Clay Thompson does play. Okay. Uh, probably limited on his minutes, but what's the mindset? They, I think, pretty sure they're getting OG back. Do you put uh, him in the? Yeah. He was warming up last game. Do you so put him in the fire? I think that's hard, man, because he's never been there. Tri- trip it like Boogie, bro. Treat him like Boogie. Where in this game, he may get eight minutes to see how he plays, and then mm-hmm. let him get his legs back. Boogie's the like biggest, an, biggest Boogie's an elite player, though. Right. Like, he is. He is coming right. back. So he was a superstar is, before he got hurt. Right. I think the reason why they do put OG in is just for the defensive switching. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something crazy. Go ahead. And it might not happen, but start for Evansville. Over, over. Oh, no. man. Oh, only, no, only no, benefit start. I see that is maybe he don't pick up them fouls. Oh, Every game no. he, he fouled enough. It hurts your bench significantly. You have to start over. I, I, I just don't. Kyle Lowry oh, not really doing no. shit for me. When I watched that game, a part of the, like, a part of the Warriors defense was they was kind of like, when Kawhi comes off the, the screen, they weren't doubling or trapping anymore. They was kind of mm. doing like a zone type thing where they was kind of leaving Pascal and Kyle Lowry. 
And that, that, that makes it so much tougher for your best player. I know he had 34 points, but he shot 8 for 20 from the field. Luckily for him, he went to the line. He shot 2 for 9 from 3. Kyle Lowry was, what, 3 for 7 from 3? I mean, Fred Van Fleet was 2 for 8, but, I mean, he was 2 for 8 because he's shooting them. And I know he was – But, that's, he was but that's your whole bench offense right there is Fred Van Fleet. Hey, man, I've seen Nick that? Nurse – during the times when they got here, Nick Nurse didn't play the bench at all. Cause like you gotta do what you gotta do to win. I don't know, I mean, man. Even if you're not, even if you're not gonna start them, cause they, they're not going to. Cause Kyle Lowry's a, a staple in their franchise, so he's going to start, obviously. But then just play him more minutes like you did in this game. He played 38. Kyle I mean, usually he takes – when, when Fred Van Fleet is playing good, he usually takes Danny Green's minutes. What about game one? How many yeah. minutes did they play together game one? Because in game I one, Kyle Lowry was also – I can't tell you how many minutes they played together. I mean, just man, uh, individually, uh, not on the court uh, together. Because I know as long as Kyle Lowry's in foul trouble, Freddie's going to get some minutes, obviously. But I don't know. I, I know Kyle Lowry hasn't had a good series. 36 and 33. Yeah, they and played Fred together. Fred Van Fleet had 15 points on five for eight shooting. Mm-hmm. While Kyle Lowry had seven points, two for nine. Late in the game, then <laughs> he had nine assists in the game at the two anyway. Yeah, and it hasn't hurt him. Yeah, having not, the two yeah, small guards together. That's a frame of lead. They're both bulldogs. They both, yeah, they both have that grit mm-hmm. to be good defenders. They're yeah, not gonna just let anyone score. They might have, do have to put OG in at the. I think know, they do. About 10 I mean, I know Norman Powell has hit some shots, but. I think Norman, Norman yeah. baby. I think you could you could kind of exchange Norman Powell for OG, especially just a longer defender that can either trap or mm-hmm. switch on those high yeah, pick and rolls. Wouldn't he be very rusty? He hasn't shot the. He ball. probably will be yeah. rusty. Yeah, he'll he he'll, be, will. he'll have that rust. I think you can. It's hard to say you can play with it because we're in the finals and you don't want yeah. it to start wasting That's minutes. It's the same thing though. It's not like you just roll him as a 30, 30 40 minute starter. That's it's, if he, about, he jumps um, in the game, if he's if he's playing well, you can let him roll. Starting Fred VanVleet is that you don't want to panic. You don't want to go away from what you're doing this late, what you got you mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think their rotations are fine. They just Serge had that Ibaka one quarter. I want to see Serge Ibaka step up, especially when, if Marcus. Marcus, Marcus Serge Ibaka not, is very productive when he does get, you know, he might have like a 20, 30-minute night. Usually he could put up a quick double-double. In it, it's something about game sevens for Serge Ibaka. That's the only time he'll take the shots. I don't know Ibaka why. one of those players where he has the best games at the least expected time. Because if Marcus is struggling, mm-hmm. And Serge Ibaka, Serge Ibaka will take, Serge Ibaka will take those threes. Too. That would be a big difference for them. Yeah, because he, if he, but what do you expect from him? I, mean, I expect him to knock down some threes, like Mike said, shoot it, play um, defense, and, and play some defense, block some shots, That's do it. something. I don't want him to do too much. I've seen, I've seen, and plus rebound the ball. He they, get a double double. Rebound the like ball too because minutes. A lot of his offensive rebounds lead to either easy easy layups or just uh, kickback threes. They need those extra possessions. Rebounds doing that. That little play down stretch, but Danny Green hit that big three. Yeah. Yep. That was, yeah, they got about three or four possessions out of that. Um, a weird stat, or maybe not weird, but an interesting stat, is that Andre Iguodala owns the best plus minus in the NBA Finals over the last five years with a plus 164. Better than Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. That is insane to me. Mm-hmm. He, he's that much of an impact that obviously it don't always pop up on the box score when he's switching and playing great defense like he did against like Damian Lillard in that mm-hmm. series. But that man is very, very effective. What do y'all Especially think? Especially on the defensive end. It, it, was, it seems like it would be LeBron. Do you, you I think, think so? it was game one? No. I mean, he don't have as much pressure as those guys that they name. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he's not carrying the bulk of an offense like Steph Curry or LeBron James. Well, no, that's, he does a good job of, of, of filling out his role. That's so, not necessarily what plus-minus plus indicates. 
plus minus indicates that when he's on the floor, the team is so much better, regardless of who else is on the floor with him. Yeah. So LeBron, LeBron's plus minus is not good because he's playing alongside J.R. Smith and Delavadova. So they're not going to be, you know, they may be up by three, but that's only a plus three, plus minus. Iggy's in the game. They're up by 10. But his role doesn't allow him to have the, the, the burden of those guys that you named. He can fit right in and play. He's playing with a Steph Curry. He's right. Right. I mean, so it's the same thing. I mean, obviously the Warriors team is great. He's not carrying it up full. But offense. it's just like, I don't know. I think we talked about Klay Thompson's plus minus before and how it kind of differs. But he's on a team where most of the time they're up. He's on a very good team with, like you said, KD mm-hmm. and Stephen Curry that usually are at the top of their conference. I mean, they're winning. I mean, winning yeah. This is a final so, stat. So it's obviously the best suit. Mm-hmm. The best two teams going head to head. I, I just and think like it just shows the, the greatness of the last AD. two finals. They oh, especially last year, the mm-hmm. finals that plus minus had to rise up when they swept the Cavs. But even then, it, those were close sweeps. Yeah, you know? those were close. It was, it was a close games. Um, what do y'all think about the Iggy statement after the big three saying he's trying to make sure that he That's helps stay, he save Steph that Curry? He always it's something his confidence or a boost when it's when it's a game in the line and Steph Curry's in the game with him and he don't want to give it up for his. His man crush Monday. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? He said he don't ever want to ruin Steph or don't ever want to see Steph's legacy. I know what he fall. said, but what are you saying about yeah. Monday? <laughs> yeah, because he's a, a good teammate. You like you? Come on. Now, uh, it was he a good did. statement. It was a, the, the the right statement. I yeah, mean, it was very I, humble. Um, me and my pops had a long conversation about it because that's just exactly what you kind of play for. You know, you're supposed to be out there playing for your teammates and. It takes a real. It, it just it kind of it kind of represents what their dynasty has been. It's a lot of sacrifice because Eagle Dollar when he came, he was the best player on the Nuggets. If I'm correct, he had yep, a team that was kind of yeah. his. He yeah. had been an All Star, not with the Nuggets, but pre, on when the he East, was on Philly. Philly, um, Kevin Durant had a lot of scrutiny, and it made the you know uh, the weak move going there. And he sacrificed his image and, and um, his legacy. Uh, Clay Thompson and, and Draymond and Steph all sacrificed from playing playing with each other because the the big question is can Clay do it on his own or whatever and then Clay, and Steph took a sacrifice by allowing KD to come because now it's like KD is the best player on the Warriors and Steph really mm-hmm. that, you know I think I Steph think Curry the, may be the most selfless superstar in the league I think he so really bro. Is. and to be honest in Game Two and he started off kind of rough. You could tell he he had like two open threes before he started actually putting points on the board and he missed both of them but that last one you could tell that he wanted it back. And we all shooters know when you let that that one go and it feels good and it just spin out, mm-hmm. you know that next one going down. And I you think after that, yep. after that, he started putting in work. And I know he had some teardroppers, some tough finishes, some pull-ups because he was taking what the defense gave him because they were running. Like you said, they're mostly just guarding Steph Curry because nobody yes. else on the court is, or court is offensive threat except for maybe Klay Thompson. Yeah, I like the so way he's attacking. You got to give line. credit to Stephen Curry for what he did. Uh, like KB referenced in the last podcast about game one, when you see a lot of these guys like hard and stuff get to the line, Steph can do the same thing. And I'm happy he's doing that because they are going to play crazy defense. He called it janky. I'm going to call it janky too. They are going to play that type of defense, and it's going to be harder for him to look. But if he can just take his time and take what they give him, like you just mentioned, getting to the line, getting floaters, um, and just making the right play. Because a lot of times when he come off the screen, Draymond, Iggy, they're going to cut and they're going to make the right basketball play. And all he has to do is find out for easy dunk. He 
he just has to continue to want to affect the game without pulling 30 I think right. I think have to do a better job of communicating on that. Yeah, I, I don't like that defense. Yeah. I don't like that defense. I don't know why they keep miscommunicating where both guys are going to the shooter. That because shit, he's that, that dangerous. Shit, I know, but that, that there's how to it's be easy, better it's, it's easier said than done because they are very good communicating and defensive team. This is the Raptors we're talking about. They are really good defensive team. So that just show you how, how lethal he is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then also on the opposite side of him is Clay Thompson. Yeah, so right. it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, it's I think I think there. like with all the weapons around him, Steph Curry definitely he he's kind of went into that more laid back role where he's going to get his points, no doubt. He's going to get open shots from the superstars around him, but he he's more he's more looking to pass the ball because he has a KD and Clay Thompson and people he could feed. But well, when that only got Clay, that's what I'm saying. That's when he doesn't have those players around him, he's forced into that. Stephen Curry, we used to see role where he needs to go get almost thirty plus a game. Boogie's doing a good job of passing the ball, also. He's yeah, fine. his, his playmaking is crazy. He's yes. doing, he's fitting in beautifully. He did the same thing Draymond would do. He would grab the rebound and bring it up court and find an open man. Yep. yep. And I think that just putting that pressure on that defense so they can't just look to trap with Steph Curry, <laughs> it's going to work wonders for them. Yeah, your yeah. five man can handle the ball like that. It's it's always good. That's what's so dangerous mm-hmm. about them. Everybody just got like a a, a certain level of IQ. Even like Looney and. Uh, Quinn Cook, Sean Livingston is a very mm-hmm. cerebral player. Uh, Jarepko, he I don't want to say he's one of the high IQ guys, but he knows where to go when he's out there. Mm-hmm. And that will make he's you like, dangerous. Yep, That's he's not going to do anything to hurt you. Everything dangerous. That's why like a team like OKC has their inconsistencies because they don't always have uh, places for guys to go. You know, if you come off and you trap Paul George like that, what the what is that? What is Stephen Adams going to do if he catches yep. the ball in the middle? Uh, uh, the free throw line extended. Or Grant. <laughs> like, oh, or when Grant's not making threes, what is he doing? Same thing with the Sixers. One of the, the Sixers, as good as they were, you know, at, at times it's like Tobias Harris didn't know where to be. Ben Simmons didn't know where to go. Uh, Jimmy Butler is kind of isolated. So now Joel Embiid is, you know, on the block in his way or at the three, you know, making itself ineffective. The Warriors, this is a championship team for a reason. This is a very good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm just happy for them. Because they are going to get their respect. And if the Raptors can beat this team, then, you know, the Raptors are going to get their love. And Kawhi is going to go on a, a historical run. Kawhi Leonard bought a Kawhi house. going to go crazy. Did he buy a house? A house or I, a condo, one of the two. I didn't get it from a penthouse. source, so I didn't I, really Yeah, I, I heard property. And that word is weird. Because when LeBron bought his house in L.A., it said he bought a home. Mm-hmm. When Kawhi bought a house in L.A., it said he bought a home. But when you say well, it's, property, it's Canada, so they they wording is a little different. You know, when you say property is like, did he buy a business establishment? <laughs> right. Was Maybe, it a home? It was a business. It was a business investment. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what's going on? That that wording was very weird. And he's a multi million. I don't give a damn. About yeah, it don't it don't really he mean much. And still leave. <laughs> it's a beautiful place, from what I heard. So I, it makes sense. And real estate is is expensive, and the value keeps going up. So he may just be making an investment on some land. Yeah, because the word um, the word property is what made me not pay that much attention to it. Uh, I think Raptors fans shouldn't panic or be worried about that at all. Try to win this ring, enjoy the moment that y'all are in. Because if even if, say, I think this this championship is definitely going to kind of put that that situation into a matter of fact that if he wins the championship, he he it's possibly that he'll stay. I hope he wins the championship, then he leaves and wins a championship somewhere else. Do that? Like he wins no. a championship? No, and leaves? never. I don't think. No. Mm-mm. 
He'll be the first one. He would be the first one to win a championship in two different spots as a star and then go to a third team and do it again. Three championships or three teams. That's what I want to see Kawhi Leonard do. That's not disrespectful to the Raptors fans, but I think it'll be interesting for the NBA to see somebody just jump ship and just turn that franchise into a championship. Win or lose, leave Kawhi. Damn. If you want a ring, if you want to jump ship, come to Chicago. <laughs> they, just, just do it for us, man. We deserve for that, it. For that $19 million yeah, we they, got. They keep putting you in the same sentence with Jordan. Facts. Yeah, you might yeah, as well yeah. show that you better. Exactly. Which is so stupid. Yeah, I hate so that he better than Jordan? God, that's <laughs> the, if that's what we got to take yeah, to get him here, then you are better he than Jordan. Stop doing that. Yeah. He, him and Jordan should be in the same now, Him and Kobe shouldn't be in the same Or LeBron. Facts. Any of those all-time greats, he should. Like they're great. They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> they are. They are. But don't put his name with Kobe. Fuck out of here. Saying he's more clutch or LeBron. But I mean, so I, that, I, that I, same I, that same that same conference he hobbled two to the finals. LeBron used to mop the floor with them every year. Mop the floor <laughs> with them every year. Yeah, that that seven mop game series against year. Indiana is definitely mopping the floor. Mopping the floor with them every year. That seven game series against Boston is definitely mopping the floor. Mopping the floor <laughs> that's he did that by himself. By that's, himself, that's not team? mopping the floor. The next best person was basically he did J. Sweep J. The number one, He swept the number one seed. Yeah, that's not much. They sucked. Yeah, I would go right. to, that I would, same team that just made it to the finals. LeBron used to take out I every would year. Have him have, tell him to go to the Clippers. Go to the Clippers. They're younger, more money. The be, Raptors be the best team in Make LA a Clipper town. You got to play with Lowry again for thirty million. Danny Green is older. Serge Ibaka is older. Gasol is older. If he comes back, he's getting twenty million. Isn't I think. It, I think they can offer Danny the same Green's contract, right? Isn't yeah? Isn't Danny Green off his contract this year? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, but that's his best buddy. So I would imagine they would bring him back. He gonna pull a LeBron Tristan Thompson and give Danny Green a max. <laughs> Where else would they have money to even go somewhere else? What do you mean? Like to get Danny Green? Like oh, to, to get them other than Danny Green? Well, New York, L.A. and um, the Clips no, have the most the money. Brought back Kawhi, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to bring back Danny Green. What other guy? What other guy they can get? Because they have so much money tied uh, in. Uh, like, Wayne Ellington for like a mid level exception. Somebody of that caliber. <laughs> I mean, he went to Detroit after <laughs> being bought out. That's a good no. Point. He got bought out and what then went there. Um, the Heat. The yeah. Heat. And then he went to Detroit out of all. He could have been so effective on some. He could have went, went to Philly and been very He could have right. went to Houston. He could have went to Philly. He could have went to a couple different places and be like, no, Detroit is my town, I guess. He doesn't have any ties to Detroit either, does he? He just wanted to go to Detroit. This is cool with How much money did he go there for? I think he got cool. The men. The minimum. He signed for the minimum after being bought out. Well, he probably went there so he can get some opportunity. I guess so. Because um, after they did sign him, they went on that big run to make them jump into the playoffs. He actually really needed him. He probably was like, man, if I go to a championship team, they probably won't. And he knew he probably knew it was going to be shots there because they don't have many three-point shooters. Yeah, he averaged 12 points per game with them. Yeah, Wayne Allen. Career high. So <laughs> he said he won a hoop. <laughs> he made a business decision, and it, it might pay off. He may get paid at least a little bit. At yeah, least I'll a little bit. Um, also, with Kawhi, he's still in Nike. Yeah. Which I like. Go uh, – they said he made that the logo, mm. which is impressive. Yeah, he said he, like he said he drew it. Yeah, he drew his hand like in college. He was doing that, so. like a like a turkey. Like he traced his yeah, hand yeah. and made the in college. Yeah. He was doing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that boy is creative. We learned so much about Kawhi during the finals. That boy is creative. He's buying property. Might be a low key businessman. That's such uh, a weird time to do it though. Like midway through the finals. Well, it's not him. It's his representation. Yeah. So he probably don't. He, he said, "Yeah, let's do it," and then that's it. He probably won't have to do anything else. 
when you got that money, you just pay people to but do it for funny you. The thing is that Mark Stein reported that the Clippers are said to have quietly looked into feasi- into fe- feasibility of purchasing the rights to use the design. The Clippers would then use use that as a selling point during a meeting with Leonard. <laughs> so that I don't know how much I like that idea. That might mm-hmm. piss him off. You trying to buy his logo. <laughs> And then try to be like, hey, if you sign us, we give it to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know how much uh, he's going to appreciate that. Um, the Jazz told Ricky Rubio that he's not a priority. Which smart. Yeah, that's that's a good org- ran organization. No reason to get his hopes up, but we're trying to get a, somebody that can help Donovan Mitchell a little better. I mean, you should be able to respect that. Who can that. they go get? They need to put Mike Conley. They have Conley. money. Mike, they could Mike trade Conley. for Mike Conley. They could try to entice Kemba somehow. Kemba Kyrie. But they have money to go get a guy, so Tobias. it's just a, a matter of who wants to sign with the Jazz. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. It's not that bad of a city. It's just a small yeah, market. Yeah. No, yeah, how can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's some stuff that then came out in that arena, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Talk about it's not that bad of a city. No, no, that, those guys don't speak for the whole fan base. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, people gonna think about that. No, people they will think about that. Yeah, they base, will. So people gonna take that into consideration most of the time. <clears throat> Um, but I think this is okay because would you rather this or you want to do see a whole Blake Griffin situation like we want you to be on statues with Mike Martin Luther King and stuff and then trade you three months later? No, you should be straight up with your players. You were good here, Ricky Rubio. You helped us make the playoffs two years, three years, two years in a row, and now um, we're we're gonna try to look off you. But we got your number just in case we strike out. I think that's a fine, well uh, read thing. Tell them, delete my number. <laughs> Regardless if you strike in or strike out. Man, uh, you're not no one second or third option. Tad Ricky Rubio was amazing for like a week or two. He's gonna end up being on the Bulls though. He's gonna find he's gonna find a team. Yeah, no, for sure. He's no, gonna be he's a bull. Home. You think I'm joking? It's gonna be he's gonna be a bull next year. Watch. I don't know what team needs a playmaking point guard. The Bulls. He could be a solid, <laughs> he, he could be a real solid backup if he find a team like that. Dang, we just automatically backup. throwing him to the backup. I mean, it's a lot of good starting point guards out here. He might don't want to Lonzo backup. I don't think he wants. <laughs> I'm good on it. <laughs> I'm not uh, signing Ricky y'all, Rubio for our free agency. Y'all still having uh, Rondo come back as like a player coach? That's that's exactly what he would come back as a player coach and an enforcer, <laughs> specifically oh, yeah. to Chris Paul. Spin on people too, <laughs> uh, Rondo. Yeah, want to carry on the playoffs. Rubio, yeah, I said to get in, there. He could end up in Indiana. That's a possibility. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, Indiana, because they're a team that might try to go after somebody but strike out as well. What about the report that the Suns are willing to trade their six overall pick for a vet- the right veteran point guard? I don't understand it. I don't. The only right veteran point guard is Mike Conley. He I don't know why not because what it, how successful could they, are they going to be I'd rather just instead of trying to get like one rather just draft playoffs, just draft somebody and continue to build but they've been court. shit drafting that sounds, that's the problem that's the only reason it feels it. like the Phoenix Suns or that's the only way the Phoenix Suns seems like they can get better because I don't see any like big free agents or trades happening where somebody comes in and helps them it's literally they have to build through the draft and have them play together and get better man they've hit one draft pick in six years and that was Devin Booker DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. I mean, yeah. Other than that, it's, it's, too, it's too early. It's too early. He's he's been he had a good I mean, rookie he had season. A really, he had a pretty good. He had a good rookie, rookie season. Season. Okay, two draft picks in the many years. Marquise Chris, Dragon I like, Bender, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges looks okay for a rookie, but I think trading a six overall pick for Mike Conley wouldn't be terrible. He could he could potentially get them to the playoffs. With him and Devin Booker playing I mean, together, if he does. What are they going to be a seventh seed, and then he's going to leave the next year? 
Or are you going to bring him back for another thirty million? They wouldn't have. They wouldn't bring him back for thirty million. Right, He'll be so thirty-two you years old. Six year, you just trade a six overall pick that could potentially be a Darius Garland. Cole for that Mike one year. There for that one year of making. I think it's two years. For the, no, I think he's on the left. He's got a one plus like, one. Right? All right. So are you going to bring him back for the one plus one? Yeah, if you and trade him for him. not even guaranteed that they make the playoffs. So you'd rather you'd rather draft the 18-year-old, 19-year-old dude that you don't know and you've been terrible at it for five years? For my, yeah. for a year or maybe two of Mike Conley. Yeah. yeah. All right. my, my, for, my, it's my, not like that know. team is on the brink of trying to get a, a championship. They've been, that, no, that team no, is a bottom-feeder team every But they've year. been so bad. And last year was supposed to be the year that they tried to make the playoffs. They still ended up as one of the four worst teams in the NBA. So they, adding they, Mike Conley to that team then, could help. Yes. It could help. But I don't even think they're a playoff team with Mike Conley on there. I don't think so either. Not in the West. Hell no. They would, no. Devin Booker would have to have an MVP type season. And DeAndre Aiden would have to make a huge a jump. Which which could happen. We saw Devin Booker average 27. But even with Mike Conley, I don't, I don't, if, if Devin Booker has an MVP type season, I mm-hmm. think it's because, I don't think it's because Mike Conley is a backcourt mate. I don't know. Maybe I, I guess it's just different. I'd, I'd rather try to at, win as many games as possible. Way. It's just, it's so hard I'm all about to make that prediction. And maybe you do have to kind of take a risk like that. In such a maybe a ten deep West that mm-hmm. there's literally ten teams that can make the ri- playoffs. If I'm gonna take a risk like that, I'm gonna take a risk like that for Kimball Walker point guard. We talking about the sixth overall pick. We've seen some guys be good, be really good in that mm-hmm. type of window. Damian Lillard was a like sixth that. overall pick. We, yeah, exactly. So if like you can get somebody like that, and this is not a this uh, this isn't a draft where I feel like you can have too many options at the sixth pick. Is is kind of we know who's gonna be there. So I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just about the future. You got a young team. Devin Booker is as good as he is. He's mm-hmm. kind of he's there for a minute. He's not going nowhere unless he just comes out and demanding. But even then, you don't have to trade him. So you have a nice little one-two with him. You don't have to hit on a fucking franchise-changing guy right now. You just have to hit on somebody that can come in and be effective. Mm-hmm. You already have two building blocks, so you don't need to have like this once in a generation type so so with them they should be looking point guard because they have the center of the future they have yeah. they have hella wings yeah, yeah so a point guard is basically what they need unless they get like and a solidified stretch four or somebody that can this, make this goes straight back to the point that we've argued a couple times on the show how many point guards coming to the league are in good in their first couple seasons? It doesn't happen often. Right. Well, so we're not, are, are you going to be good? We're no, not no, no, no. Great what, what no. Let, let me finish what I'm saying. Let me let me finish what I'm saying. Go ahead. Um, so let's say it takes with the sixth overall pick. Who's a guard that will be there? I don't Darius know. Garland, okay, let, let's say it takes three years for Darius Garland and Kobe White to become very okay. good, and then it takes three more years for them to get into the playoffs. You think Devin Booker's happy with that? I don't think as your franchise I player. I, I think that's very. I think that's very. I don't think he could be. I don't, he would have to not be happy with himself because he has himself DeAndre Aiden, and they have a bunch of. They have a surplus at wings. So you All don't need, and under. you don't need this point guard to come and be a trend a, tr- a transcending guard. You just need him to you need him to be good, right? You need him to be solid, right? You need him to be solid. And Devin Booker, how and many carry the rest of the, the weight? With, how many rookie point guards are solid? How many second year point guards but are that's solid? That's what we're saying. That literally, it's, it's, gonna, it's still going to take is, years. This, this draft pick is not for. We're not trying to hit on no draft pick right now. So we can go for the playoffs. This is for the future. I understand that. How many rookie point guards come in and play alongside Aiden and Booker when he first come in? Aiden and Booker won you 18, 21 games. Yeah, because Aiden is, but we're expecting them to be better next year because they are. DeAndre Aiden is going right. to be better. He next should be. Year. I hope so. The way the way I he's see going it to is, be better next year than he is this year. And okay. then Devin Booker was on the brinks of All Star level. Yep. So okay. how many rookie point guards has came in with a shooting guard who's already All Star level 
player and then a, a rookie big man who averaged a double-double and should take another step. How many rookie point guards have come into that situation? Mm-hmm. Trey Young didn't come into that situation. Nope. But he's, that's one rookie point guard that ended up being pretty good. And I don't think you need somebody to come in and have a, a, a Trey Young because realistically they're not because you're going right. to play with a definite. No, no, no. That's, that's not what you need them to do. Fact, you just, you just need them to be if solid. I, if I was the Suns and I was looking to like make the playoffs, I would rather take the risk of making that draft and seeing if I can build him with a Devin Booker because we want to gradually grow and make the playoffs. We know we can't make that jump in a year. Even even though even 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 though your star has has even though your star is Devin Booker right now. He's 22, 23, something like that, right? Yes. Yeah, so, right. so give him give him. But no, I'm not saying he's a rusher. And he's 26. Y'all are y'all are misunderstanding what I'm saying. He's going to be 23 in October. Shout out to October, man. Y'all misunderstanding what I'm saying. He's always already have stressed the point that he wants to make the playoffs. Okay. Imagine, like imagine sitting him down and be like, It'll, "It's going to take us another three years." I'm sorry. Why would you tell him it's going to take him another but three years? Though? You don't. I mean, you don't have to tell him that, but you would know that if you have a rookie point guard not and you have that. all these young players. Not, not in my opinion. Not in my opinion at all. It's just even if they lot. bring in the Mike Conley, don't make the playoffs. They're going to tell him the same thing. Okay, let that's me. Even, that's even worse because hypothetically, let's say that they're not going to have to West. tell him that. We know not, they're going to be competitive at least. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure Devin Booker would I love to be competitive. Not, but not, hypothetically, since we're doing this hypothetical shit, right? You you trade for Conley, mm-hmm. so you go in, you show him, hey, we want to win, Book, right? And it don't work. So now you don't have that six overall pick no more that's going to be with him because mm-hmm. at least if that if Elephus is going to take three to two to three years or whatever you're saying. Okay, cool. Now when he's here, we at the next. We come in. The Warriors should be out the way. That's what you would pitch to him. Kevin Durant will be older. LeBron might be out of the league. We will be that new rising team. And that's, what, and that's why if this you is your the part, future. Devin Booker, if you're that star that we know you are, and DeAndre Ayton comes with it, and that two or three years, we will be ready to be elite. Instead of, oh, here, we got Conley. You might get a taste of the first round. Then you're going to get swept by the Warriors. That's what I'm saying. It's just... It's a, it's a very difficult time in that West for you to be a young team and just to make that jump with all those top heavy teams out there. It can happen. It can, but it's very young. Dallas is only getting better. Like no, all that, those teams that didn't make the playoffs, they're all Sacramento is going to be right there. I'm not saying that trading for Mike Conley makes your playoff team, but it makes you competitive. When people when people go into Phoenix, it's a fucking cakewalk. They lose a lot of games. We understand. we understand that. And when you have your your star player for two years in a row, he has said he wants to make the playoffs. You want him to say every player wants to make you the have, playoffs. You if have you tell to, him the only way that you can make the playoffs is if you kind of take the slow route. You can't always fast route it. I mean, he's got to understand it's, a, it's, a, it's literally the business. It's nothing they could do. It's nothing they could do to just give something, him a championship. No. What are they going to do? They, they can make the, the right trades. They, they can either make the right trades or hit on your draft picks. They're one of yeah, the worst so drafting teams in the world. Try to hit on our draft they've been trying for six years, and they've hit on two. They've had eight first-round picks in six lot, years, and two of them are good. But they're the worst. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. We just gonna keep accepting mediocrity. It's just look. You're the reason I say you're just dealing with your, you have to play your cards. What, what from my what you? Okay, we're, we're not even we're not even talking. That we all at, at this point. At this point, that's the other option. You draft at this point overall pick or you trade it for Mike Conley. At this point, the guard they can trade for. They're gonna trade it for Reggie Jackson. No, not the six overall pick. Are they no, trade it for Jeff T. Well, no, not the six overall pick. Point guard is out there. What I am saying is that accept the mediocrity. 
hasn't worked out for any team except for the one team, which is Philly, and they just made it to the second round. Who is accepting mediocrity? We are. We're saying let's continue to lose for two years. That's not saying we're not just saying lose. lose. We're literally just saying play it out. And playing it out is losing with this roster. (laughs) Well, they've been losing for the last exactly. I don't know when, so I don't know exactly. Why do they need to make so as a a fan of this organization to to acknowledge that mediocrity? What do you want to do? Your suggestion is to trade. I'm 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 expecting them to go out and try to make signings that make sense. To their team okay. and make trades to help Devin Booker get at least taste a night okay. seat. Okay. Even a okay. night seat so, is so good. Okay, just to make because we okay. have to be real. That's easier said than done. My suggestions. Done. My suggestions is to trade some of these wing players they have because they have Josh Jackson, Kelly Oubre, T.J. Warren. Kelly Oubre is restricted free agent. Right. I'm just I'm just naming players you on the roster. You can do that with uh-huh. drafting Darius Garland at six. If he's a I'm player. not okay. Let me let me take a step back. I'm not saying that they should not draft. I'm just saying that the opportunity of trading the pick hmm. should be. Should be looked at as something a possibility. When I brought that up, y'all all said no, you shouldn't do that. But I think it's something you should think about. It, it's a possibility, but I would, I would because we know the options that are out there. It's yeah, Mike Conley or nothing. Is. It's Darius. It's Mike. Well, who else? If you can give me some names, Mike, Con- Mike Conley's good. He is good. Mike Conley's a borderline all star every is. single year. Mike Conley just had a career year. I just don't. Is just, I'm not. Is he gonna make the Phoenix up? He's better. He's better. He's better than fucking Tyler Johnson. At 30 plus. He's better than Tyler Johnson. He's light years ahead of Tyler Johnson. To me, that's, that's also accepting mediocrity. If we just going to trade our sixth overall pick to get a mediocre Mike Conley. He's not mediocre. He's never been an all-star. He's not mediocre, though. There's, there, there's a difference between mediocre and all-star. <laughs> Mike Conley is elite. No, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Does Mike Conley look up the definition team? of mediocre, Does Mike please? Conley make them a playoff team. He could. Is he a game changer for a team? Like, for a team that started Tyler Johnson? Hell yeah, he's a game changer. I don't think so, KB. <laughs> he's not. He's not carrying. He, no, 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 no. Y'all going too far. I'm not, I am not, I'm not saying carry. I am not Tyler's saying not, carry anything. I'm not saying. I know you're not saying. No, I'm talking to Derek. He said that. He's saying that like carry shit. No, he's not. He's not carrying anything. I'm saying going to the Suns. Do you look at them next year if their lineup is Mike Conley, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre? Uh, TJ Warren, Warren and, and Aiden. Are that's you a saying, good team. Are you saying that? The, I know it's a good team, but right. you saying on paper? Are you saying <laughs> that's a good team? <laughs> I'm saying it's a team that can be in playoff contention better than 22 wins. So they're gonna be there just get another like maybe a, a lot closer. A lot, of <laughs> but but okay. that team is one ankle tweak away from being every every team is most teams are one ankle (laughs) tweak from anything but again my point is that exploring the option of trading the sixth overall pick when you're the worst drafting team in the fucking league should be looked at that is the only I'm point I'm trying to make. I'm saying I wouldn't. Do, yes, I wouldn't take it. it. You can look at all the re- options. Rewatch, rewatch this clip. Everybody no. was like, "No, don't trade that because pick." Because we, we don't. don't. You can explore the options. I can explore. What are you trading for? Trade it for Mike Conley. Veteran guard. Veteran guard. Veteran guard that matches up with the sixth overall pick is Mike Conley. I just said Reggie Jackson, Jeff Teague, and all those other bum ass veteran guards who wouldn't do shit for them. So you keep saying explore it. Explore it for what? For Mike Conley. Mike Conley's good. Mike Conley is not the answer for this. It's about not the answer trading for the six so, for a veteran point guard. Sure, you Period. guys, you guys are right. I know, motherfucker. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, we can, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Philly is prepared to offer Mike Conley. Fuck out of here. Philly is prepared to offer Jimmy Butler a max contract. Good idea. I think he was he was too. the heart of the team he for this season. Accept it in a heartbeat. There's no reason he wouldn't. We know that he wants that money because that's why he he wanted to get traded from Minnesota rather than just playing the season because yeah. he wanted that that max contract. So there it is. Does it do something for Ben Simmons? Does he have, now? Does he have to put in a position where he has to earn that max contract? But, uh, he's getting traded. I think, 
Ben Simmons. That, that's what, 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 what I initially thought yeah, when ben I seen Simmons this. Get his money. <laughs> yeah, ben that's what I initially <laughs> thought is they maybe could be pairing because they could be pairing a package for Ben Simmons. Well, just because they gave Joel Embiid, I don't know, did he get the max or close he to got, the max? He, he's earning about $30 okay. million, so. so he's got the max. Jimmy Butler has the match max. That's already 60% about, yeah, of your that's cap. About half the cap. And that's then you also saying. have to fill out the roster with other players that can mm-hmm. play ball, mm-hmm. which means that when Ben Simmons is time to get his max contract, which he's probably worth, you don't want to go that much into the t- luxury right. tax three, as the owner, yeah, almost like right? Hundred million, right? As the so. owner, who? What? What's some other teams that have that type of money? Like no, no team has given three I, max I contracts was, out was thinking off the top it. of my head, at least. I was just thinking, not even just OKC didn't do it, but they are over. The they're close yeah. to it with with Paul George and Russell, and then yeah, Stephen Adams making like twenty five a year. So, so yeah, they're close. And that's, I'm just thinking of places where Ben Simmons can go and anywhere. Yeah, for the right. Track. I think. I mean, like where he gonna fit best. Anywhere. I don't know. I don't, I think, no, I don't think well, he. And the first team I thought about that. is first of all, they needed somebody a big that could shoot, stretch the floor. Sure. And I was thinking, Cat, it's probably a good matchup for Ben Simmons. But you don't. There's no That's trade like, pieces it's, there. It's hard to get there. But the, the idea with Ben Simmons, if you're trading for Ben Simmons, you're reworking your roster for him, not just hey, let's we got this team and now let's play with you. It's hard to put any. Especially if you have an all-star guard, a superstar guard that's a mainly a ball handler, you got to kind of remove that role from him now if you have a Ben Simmons. He needs a team for him yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So as a GM, I don't know if I would want to trade for him because I would have to rework my entire roster unless I'm just a terrible team and I'm reworking my roster anyway. Right. You know? But even then, if I'm a terrible team and I'm reworking my roster anyway, I don't have the assets yeah. to do unless I'm throwing them six first-round picks or something. So it's a, it's... I think Ben Simmons' career is going to be super interesting based on the next two off seasons. Yeah, it is. He's got to he's got to find a place where he could be honest. Be, yeah, where they could take him and build build directly around him, not around him and somebody else, unless that somebody else is Bradley Beal, who is like a who can fit next. Yeah, to him. you need some, if the superstars along with him need to be able to play off the ball. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. Uh, I like the idea of him and Cat. Situation like that, but that's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you really throwing for first round right. picks that's for them, and then it's like they could do it if Devin Booker did get frustrated, you do a Devin Booker for him, but then he would be right back with another post player cat. I mean, like uh, Joe and mm-hmm. the B. Not saying that Aiden is on NB's level, but he's a guy that's going to be on a block. The, the modes are similar, yeah. So. But I think Devin Booker will fit and be way better. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Even Jimmy Butler just fits Joe and B way better than a Ben Simmons. Yeah. So. I think yeah, you can't have a post playing big with Ben Simmons. That's unfortunate. That's a situation where you hit on your draft picks, but it just still doesn't work out the best that you, you the, the, the way fit, you expect it. Yep, the well. fit is not well because what they get Joel Embiid because he was injured, so he fell in the draft. Like, I, what eleventh or ninth? Or not think, not I, don't, I think it was like six. maybe it was like six. Yeah, I yeah, think. Which imagine that with the seventh pick, somebody dropped. Let's say Zion drops Ooh, a seven. The Nuggets did it. Ben and Jokic, they just gave up like Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray. Are we throwing Malik Beasley in there too? I mean, you got to keep saying. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I didn't hear you say Murray. I didn't hear you say Murray. But I guess you would have to throw a Murray for the guard play. I don't know. Murray and Michael Porter Jr., or Murray and Harris. I think it's an interesting thing to think I, about, yeah, though. Yeah, it is. Because whatever, Elton Brand whatever got some Philly decisions. does get back, it's going to be a lot for Ben Simmons. Yeah. But I know, I know Elton Brand has only been there for one year. That's decent. I know. I know. Elton Brand has only been there for not even a year. Actually, it's been like half a year. Yeah. His trades haven't looked that good. 
So if they do trade yeah, Ben Simmons, kind of a head scratch because Jonathan, Jonathan Simmons literally didn't play. Who who else? The the, I, the Tobias Harris trade was a head scratcher to me. Now looking back at it, yeah, they, they threw that they Miami. Push. They just took that risk. At least they took the risk. Yeah, they took the risk. But now knowing that if they're giving Jimmy Butler the max, they're probably not bringing back Tobias. Yeah. Right. Landry Shamit. That Miami pick, Landry Shamit. Who else did they throw in? Uh, I mean, I, those are the ones that matter. Those are the pieces that matter. Two two first round picks too. So and then what was the last trade they did? It was uh, oh, the, Jonathan Simmons. What are you talking that's about? the market. Also, maybe those were the two trades that yeah. don't look good. Jonathan those Simmons are two trades. Who else was it? That's Jonathan was, Simmans, and that's oh, for Markel. But I don't think that was Elton Brand. I think that was before he got there. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was before he got there. But that's right. Don't look bad if you're giving Jimmy Butler the max to stay. So that trade looks fine. And, I mean, you gave up Rocco, who got oh, injured. Brian Colangelo got... <laughs> He got caught. Y'all remember? He that? got yeah, caught. Yeah. yeah. I'm still having this season. This season was long. Season. Yeah. We we should do at the end of the season. We all come in with our five favorite stories from this season, or something like that, or moments, or whatever. And we just yeah, talk about stories. Stories. Could be like James Harden step back over the yeah. word. But yeah, yeah. Moments. moments. Like, mm-hmm. Because that whole burner account thing with with Colangelo's wife. Was well, it his wife? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy story Very that crazy. I just forgot about until this moment. Very crazy. But yeah, I like the idea of the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are a good team. They have a big man that could probably coexist with Ben, and they have stuff that Philly could take and use right away. Don't throw in Michael Porter Jr. if you're doing that trade. Throw him a future first instead. Yeah, yeah you don't know. You don't know what Michael Porter Jr. Whatever you got. Facts. Right now, whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, but but maybe Elton Brand was like, "I need that guy. I need yeah, that guy." I the Sixers ain't gonna be like, "Oh, we'll just take Jamal Murray." <laughs> but like, <laughs> Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Jimmy Butler. Whoever the hell they want to be at the power four and then and be solid. Who they who they picking up for the four or like a minimum or close to it, like a, a small contract that could be Nico. You think Nico's gonna accept the bad a small contract? I mean he was unplayable in the playoffs, so maybe. Maybe that just killed his value, but I don't know. Ersan of the Soviet will come back. Yeah. I think he's on the contract still with the Bucks for two more years. Yeah, he signed more years. He signed like a he signed like a three year twenty one million dollar deal last year. That's crazy. Yeah, unless they unless they have them throw Millsap in that trade. Ooh, no, nah. uh, that's too much money. Yeah. yeah, he makes like thirty mil, and he's got a player option too. No, it's a team option. That's what it is. A team option. So they could be like, nah, Patty, Patty Millsap. Um, Instead of us giving you this thirty million, let's rework our deal and you sign for two years for twenty five mil. Bring him back. Wow, he was he was um, one of the victims to the process. You think he want to come back? <laughs> Why is there a picture? Wait, so Pierre Google Power Four is just to look at people, and it's a picture of Dennis Rodman in that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's yeah. got an NBA. Right, he's, just, just, he's chilling with some shades on and a, and a hat. I don't know. The White Howard popped up for Power Fours. What did we talk about Dwight Powell no, and him no. declining his ten million dollar option? I saw that. Yeah, ridiculous. We did talk about it. We talked yeah, about it. Said that um, he could probably get more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, some team might give him thirteen million. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. So. We see dumb shit every t- every off season. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, uh, Tyler Johnson contract can't be traded because damn this. Bro, you know that Joe Kim Noah. Y'all all name in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I want to. He said he threw up, didn't he? It's something like that. Still ain't got a teeth fix. But I guess that's part of his character. Hey, that's just who we want to be. Yeah, that's part of his character. Is that it? Is that all the news and all the stuff we're talking about for today's episode? I believe so. All right. Well, thank you all so much for watching this episode. We got finals game three. I don't think we made our predictions. Warriors game three. Well, Warriors got game three. I agree. Warriors in game Even three. Even if Clay Thompson's not Clay playing. Thompson is playing game three, too. I think he's going to play. Inside sources. Breaking news. Clay Thompson's going to play. 
There it is. Y'all all picking. I'm picking Warriors too. I, pick I'm, I got. I said Warriors got the next four. Oh damn. Damn. Just say if Clay Thompson don't play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even without Kevin Looney. Yeah. Kevin Looney all star caliber. Then why you take it into consideration when you had? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to try this? Hey, the dude who made this, you were very insightful and very good. But this is ass. It tastes literally like my girl ass. Yeah. I'm good, bro. That was a joke, y'all. <laughs> that, was a, that was such a joke. I mean, it's 2019, so. Hey, well, hey, but what about KB's new hairstyle? I want y'all to leave comments about KB's new hairstyle. Uh, ja, fake-ass Ja Morant. First of all, I'm older than Ja. That is crazy. Jimmy Butler. Ain't that crazy? Yes, I'm 22. He was a soft. Oh, Jimmy Butler just got a very uh, similar hairstyle. I know, to but his is he not. Got, he, he got the blonde. Yeah, yeah he's he doing too much. I like this, though, because I don't know what to do with my hair. It's just growing and getting wild, and I put baseball hats on, so it makes it all. long as it ain't looking like this. This part. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my carpet alone. <laughs> but I am jealous because you got this. Facts though. It was coming in too. It took. Um, I, I went two months without doing anything here, and nothing happened. So then I jobs. shaved it. He yeah, it looked nasty. What? He had one jobs like his shit just came. Straight yeah, it didn't, it didn't connect. Uh, so rip to the dream of a beard. Might cut his off. No, it's, it's already coming it. back. Yeah, he missed the naked face now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I try to look younger, so I cut it off. <laughs> We you also about the hoop. You did look younger the other day. Uh, the after show was recorded Saturday, so y'all gonna enjoy that when it comes out Friday. Then sat. Then when we record the new after show, we are gonna give y'all an update on what happened in this hoop session because this man is gonna be present. He's Bro, been there. This man missed four weeks of basketball, and we asked him, "Is he coming today?" He said, "Yeah, of why course. wouldn't I?" Of course. <laughs> this man, he had every excuse in the book to why he couldn't. And go. it's not confirmed yet. We could get to the gym, and Jax could have eaten his stuff while we was recording this podcast because something always. He might have lacrosse practice out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I, they called me to build a new Patillo. I'm going to be out there with the construction team. He has all these wild excuses, so we we still aren't 100 percent sure. Hey, you, I don't know hey here's the real reason why he is coming today. It's raining, so he can't go fishing. That's not why. That ain't stopped before. That's true. You you think that he? You you think that? That's how we hooped in rain. I think it did. Oh, when I was moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you right. But why did he not come to that one? He forgot his stuff. Oh, he said he was sick. sick. He was. I mean, I know a man that you hear dropped like sixty when he had the flu. <laughs> and you can't come. Who better open the gym when he's sick? Mason, we'll be deep. Let's get the show on the roll. Peace.